Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, guys? This is Dave Duenas, and you're listening to Leave It In The Ring Network. Be sure you go to our YouTube, subscribe, hit the like button, And hit that notification bell so you're alerted when we bring up new content on the YouTube channel. Right now, you're about to tune in to Hispanics Causing Panic. Thanks to those joining me live and to those that'll be joining me. And Renee Box Young, special guest host on Archive. Make sure you tune in to Hispanics Causing Panic every single Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 Pacific. If you're listening on Archive, throw a jab at the like button. Make sure the like button turns blue. This is the May 27th edition. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, First of all, this is the anniversary of the death of Johnny Tapia. Rest in peace to him. It's been eight years now. Marcus responds to Eric Morales' one-punch legacy comment. We'll talk about that. Teofimo Lopez has a Twitter beef with Devin Haney. Are we going to get a fight out of that? Well, we will see. And is that Lomachenko fight going to happen after all? Because we were led to believe that it was. Joseph Diaz to face Tevin Farmer again in a rematch, as he is obligated by. Uh, this was reported on Boxing Scene by Dan Rafael. So credit to him for that story. Victor Balfour training with Mike Tyson. And speaking of the MMA world and Mike Tyson, Tito Ortiz talking about how he was offered a fight with Tyson. And he's talking about doing McGregor Mayweather numbers. Well, we will talk about that one. And we will close it out with Jose Ramirez, the most recent unified champion, 140 pounds against the other champ, Josh Taylor. Maybe fight him at the O2 Arena in England. Well, we will talk about that as well. First of all, Rene Box Young, how's it going, bro? How are you doing? What is good, D-Style Boxing? Thank you so much for the invitation. Yes, we are one community, like I always say on my channel. One love to the whole boxing community, all the fans of combat sports, in this case, boxing. Thank you so much. Shouts from the South. One love, family. I appreciate the invite, bro. Absolutely. And shout out to Leave It In The Ring. Hispanics causing panic. It's not part of the Leave It, Leave it In The Ring network. Speaking of them, go to their channel, Leave It In The Ring, and subscribe to the channel. Hey, bro, tell everybody where they could find you here on YouTube. Oh, you could just simply go to Renee Box Young. Uh, I think it's a quite unique, if I'm not mistaken, a unique uh, title for a channel. And I'm sure you'll find me quick. Just put Renee Box Young in the search. You'll find me fast. Absolutely. And after I post this, you guys can find his link on the description box as well. All right. Uh, at GFunky84, make sure you follow him. All right. He's in the chat right now. And of course, follow me on Twitter at DStyle Boxing as well. What's going on, CJ? I see you in the chat. I see you. And uh, Chief Funk, for a personal reason, we're not able to make it today, but hopefully we can get him back on next week. All right. 
let's start with this one, man. Just really quick. You know, rest in peace to Johnny uh, Tapia. We did a show last week. Make sure you guys check that out with Dave DeWinis and G Funky. We talked about the impact of Johnny Tapia uh, in the Mexican community as far and, and the boxing world in general. So make sure you guys check that one out, man. But rest in peace to him. This is the eighth anniversary of his passing. Random Box, don't give us some quick thoughts on, you know, Johnny Tapia. Uh, I think it's a. Uh... You know, his story is is quite heart heartbreaking, you know, um, the the struggles that he has had with addiction. If I'm not mistaken, he had struggles with heroin addiction, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it's just, a, you know, it, it reminds me of how many boxers have come up. You know, they have not all of them, but quite a few of them, you know, historically speaking, when it comes to fighters, hard backgrounds, tough backgrounds. And it just seems like they couldn't get out of the game, you know, out of that lifestyle um, you know, rest in peace, you know, to, to Tapia, Mr. Tapia. And, um, it's just something sad, but Hey, I mean, he lived up to, what was it? 45, right? Yeah. I don't remember the exact age, bro. I think, yeah, I think, I think it was 45 and, uh, it, this kind of, um, resonates. Uh, I was thinking about, you know, when I, when I heard about this, you know, this is anniversary of, of his, uh, of his passing away eight years ago. And I, I was, uh, this fighter came to mind. I forgot his name. The Venezuelan fighter. I think he uh, committed suicide some time ago. He was an amazing fighter, man. What do you remember his name? This Venezuela guy. I forgot his name, man. But kind well, of similar. There's several of them. I mean, there's are you talking about Edwin Valero. I forgot, man. Let me. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was him. But I think he. Uh, I think he committed a suicide or something. And it, it, it's just some sad stories, you know. I, the reason why I bring him up is because, yeah, him, Edwin Valera. I just checked it on Google. Real fast. Well, yeah. his was. Uh, it was a suicide homicide. Homicide suicide, I should say. Yes. What? 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 what how did it? How did that go? I don't want to get off the topic, but how did that sure. happen exactly? I don't know how it happened, but I know that he killed his wife. I don't remember how. Yeah, that. that he, yeah, he killed it. Uh, exactly. He killed his wife, and then he. Uh, well. Allegedly hung himself. Allegedly, right in in in, in jail. We don't yeah, know in that prison not, exactly, but exactly. it's definitely possible. But yeah, that's and you know very similar. And and I know in that living in the ring interview, they did ask him if he if Tapia have you ever had those type of thoughts, you know, uh-huh. telling his wife stuff like that. But but yeah, man. But shout out to you know Johnny Tapia, man, great fighter out of Albuquerque, out here in the Southwest. Boston Conversation, Reggie Owens on here. How's it going? And Chicano Prophet, A-Rot 83. Make sure you guys stay on here, man. we got a great show for you guys. Um, Renee, let's start off with this one. A couple of uh, weeks ago, or I'll say about a week and a half ago, Eric Morales was on the Fox Deportes, and he's talking about you know himself and you know proud of his victory over Pacquiao. And he made a comment. That Marquez is defined by, like, he is not defined by one punch when it came to his fight with Pacquiao. He felt he beat Pacquiao better than Marquez did. You know, very interesting. <laughs> uh, Marquez did respond, however. Uh, we talked about Nacho responding last week. Yeah, Nacho Marquez, did also. Yeah. Absolutely. Marquez came out and he said, look, man, the reason I had to knock him out because I, I, I beat him three times, is what he said. And they wouldn't give me the win. He said, I definitely won the third fight. The judges wouldn't give it to me, so I had to knock him out. Right. It's not that I couldn't outbox him. It's that they wouldn't give me the decision. Right? Well, what are your thoughts on that, bro? 
First and foremost, man, um, I did I did read a little bit about them going back and forth since it came out. And, um, you know, these fighters, man, first and foremost, I, I got to give my shouts out to them, man. Amazing, legendary Mexican fighters who just went to war, you know, in their fights. I love them both, man. I definitely love them both. Um, and it, it hurts me. OK, I mean, maybe you guys might call me sensitive and touchy, but, you know, it, it kind of hurts me to see two Mexican legends kind of go back and forth. I mean, I'm sure they're doing it in a, in a nice way. But, um, you know, I, I I don't know who to lean towards because I respect them both. Um, I think in the second fight with uh, Morales, right, I think in the second right. fight with uh, Pacquiao versus Morales, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Morales was knocked down by Pacquiao he got hit behind on the back of the head and I think that 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 was a big disadvantage for Morales and after that Pacquiao just finished him off um if if you guys go back to that fight check it out and the reason why I say this is because I think Morales could have came back in that second fight in the rematch as far as the rematch because Morales was an amazing fighter against Pacquiao uh yeah his only win if I'm not mistaken was the first fight when he fought Pacquiao but the second fight was kind of like weird because I don't know if you guys saw it uh Morales ducked down and Pacquiao just went bam right in the back or in, in, on the above the forehead on the head part where it's illegal to punch, and that like and the ref I don't know why he didn't call it I don't know what happened there but in the heat of the moment I guess he just didn't I think the referee was um, it was that uh, African American guy with big eyes uh, who is it Bailey yeah I, I don't remember the ref I think bro. it was I think it was <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't really recall but but the reason why I say this is because he he's the ref that was refing that fight, man, he was, yeah. man, he's a super professional. He's so many, so many years of experience. I don't know why he didn't call it. If you go back and go check it out, guys, look at, look at the, uh, where he punched him. It looked like it was like in the back or in the top of the head, totally right. illegal. It was totally illegal, but I get it. Sometimes things are, you know, refs don't see everything. So, but the reason why I say this is because maybe Morales could have came back in that rematch definitely against Pacquiao, but he was injured already. So anyways, because of that hit, that headshot. But anyways, you know, it hurts me, man, getting back to what I was saying. It hurts me to see this kind of them going back and forth. They're both amazing, you know, Mexican legends. I, I, I recall, I agree with Marquez in this sense that, um, I, re- I agree with Marquez in the sense that, you know, his fights against Pacquiao before Marquez knocked him out, it, it, to the extent, to this extent, let me explain. Um, Marquez said that his fights against Pacquiao were very, very close decisions, right? That's what Marquez is one of his, uh, defenses, I guess you can call it. Um, and the thing here is that they, the third fight, I recall watching the third fight against Pacquiao and I recall, cause I'm here in Mexico, I'm down here in Mexico, watching it on a uh, broadcasting television here in Mexico, Mexican broadcasting uh, television. And the thing is, is that I remember clearly, man, I remember clearly after the fight, Mexico here, the broadcasting stations, I don't think you, I don't think it's really biased as far as, you know, them saying this and doing this. They called it, man, they, they dedicated a whole episode called El Robo de El Gran Robo de Las Vegas, a big, you know, the, a, the big robbery of Las Vegas. And they said, no, that was a big rock. And I agree. I agree in that case with, with Marquez. I definitely agree that his fights were closer with against Pacquiao, you know, and the third fight in particular, I even remember, I don't know if you remember this man, but, or, or or those in the chat salute to the whole chat. Um, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember after the post, check it out, go back to the interviews and all that the post fight interviews. I think it was after the third fight after Marquez uh, lost, uh, according to the judges, if you go back and watch the post fight, check it out, guys. Uh, on the post-fight press, uh, Pacquiao was being in, uh, you know, hey, do you, do you think you won the fight? Because a lot of people are saying you didn't and it was a controversial win and blah, blah, blah. 
he, he didn't look confident in saying that he won the fight. He kind of like had his head down. He didn't really look confident, you know, and even in his voice, you can tell it's like Pacquiao, come on, man, you know, you know, but hey, we cannot fight against the judges. They said what it, what it was. It, it, it was what it was. And they they decided him the winner. But and, and, they, and it seems like they interviewed in the post press Marquez a lot longer Usually in post and post fight uh, presses, press conferences, they interview the winner longer. Right. They focus on the winner. And it seemed like on the post and the post uh, uh, press conference and after the third fight, they were interviewing Marquez a lot longer. I personally think Marquez won. Um, but I, I guess I can say I can kind of lean a little bit towards Marquez. Yeah. Um, I kind of lean towards him more, but it's not really me trying to decide who, you know, who who has the best argument also. But but then we got to understand also um, uh, Ignacio, right? Uh, Beristein, uh Marquez's former trainer. He also s- talked about, you know, how, you know, uh, Marquez has been in the ring a lot more and um, had closer decisions against Pacquiao. So I kind of lean towards Marquez, but I definitely I definitely um, respect both of these legends. I love them, man. I love them. Absolutely, you guys are tuning into May 27th edition of Hispanics Calls and Panic. Hit my like button, make sure it turns blue. Stay here. We got a lot of great topics uh, to go over. I'm being joined by Renee Box Young. And here's what I'll say, man. Look, Morales is my guy, okay? Baja California, Tijuana, all day. I get it, okay? But but let me just say this. Um, it. it Marcus is not defined by one punch, all right? Exactly. Uh, he's not He's not even just defined by the Pacquiao, um, I don't know what you would call a trilogy. There's four fights, but you get what I mean, right? Um, the, those four fights, yeah, with Marquez, he's not defined by that alone. He was he was the man at lightweight for a while, def, you know, defended that championship, wins over Casamayor, his fight with Katsidis, Juan Diaz, a fight of the year. Yeah, it was the fight of the year. One of the best fights ever. Uh, 122, he had a run. Uh, 126, you know, 135, you know, so on and so forth. So I don't think he's defined by that. Another thing here is the following. Nacho spoke on this more than Marcus did. It looks like Marcus is content with his career, but, you know, Nacho did say, hey, Morales, he should have fought Marquez. And Morales, because uh, Morales said that Marquez was nowhere to be found when he was on fire at 122 and 126. You know, do you agree with that, Rene? Did, uh, Box Young, did you agree with, with, uh, with that statement by Morales that, you know, when he was fighting the Pacquiao's and the Barreras, is, it's just, you know, Marquez just wasn't, you know, ranked up there. He was nowhere to be found. I personally think Marquez was definitely up there in the ranks at that time. And I mean, that's my personal opinion, right? I think that Marquez, I mean, like I said, I mean, his fights prove, you know, Marquez that he, he was up in the ranks at that time. I think personally, in my opinion, right? Yes. And Tetralogy is what you would call four fights. All right. So there you go. Thank you for that. And shout out to Haplotype. We got to get Haplotype back on here and give one of his uh, 10 minutes with Haplo. Uh, he just has to answer my text. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. Apple type. All right. Uh, but man, uh, here's what I'll say. Uh, you know, Marcus did his thing and a lot of guys would have given up after felt feeling like they were robbed twice. This guy felt like he was yep. robbed three times. That's how he felt, you know? So, right. um, I think the first fight, I gave the first fight to Pacquiao. I think the three knockdowns was a lot to come back from. 
And the second fight, I feel, could have gone either way. The third fight, I definitely feel Marcus won. And, of course, yeah. but there's no debate on the fourth fight. So, And another thing Marcus has over Morales is he won the war against Pacquiao. Morales lost twice in a row. Um, do you remember when the Pacquiao, uh, I'm sorry, the Morales camp was massaging the legs of Morales in that second fight? I heard something about that, right? Yeah, massage. And did it make it, it made him like uh, a little weaker, didn't it? Lethargic. And yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you don't have any, yeah. Um, yeah. You, know, you can't get your footing or anything like that, you know, so that might have threw him off. I think that was a mistake by the Morales corner. Um, with that said, Theo Fimo Lopez, the Honduran out of New York, has a Twitter beef right now with Devin Haney, bro. Right? Oh, man. Man, they're going back. I mean, if, if these fighters actually fought the way they beef on Twitter, man, this sport would be on fire. Right? But <laughs> Rene Box Young, what are your thoughts on this back and forth with Theo Fimo Lopez and Devin Haney? Because Theo Fimo saying, Haney's just selling wolf tickets because he knows Eddie Hearn is not going to let him fight. You know, and he told him, send me the contract. And Devin Haney's basically saying the same thing. Yeah, How they're going. Beef? Yeah, they're going back. I, first, first and foremost, is something that you just said a moment ago that you know boxing would be a better sport if they were to fight. <laughs> right. You know, and this goes, and this goes for all these fighters, man. All these fighters, <clears throat> excuse me, that have been having Twitter beefs. Um, for example, no, I mean, well, actually, I mean, there are many examples. There are many examples, right? Especially, uh, for example, okay, we have to give an example. Okay, you got, you had, uh, you had. Tank Davis, he 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 particularly, you know, he's constantly on Twitter, you know, saying things. If I'm not mistaken, he had a beef with uh with 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 Josh Taylor, who is a point that you're going to talk about in a moment, right? Later on yeah. uh, in the show, um, he has be- he had beef with even Bud Crawford, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you know, these Twitter beefs go back and forth. Ryan Garcia, he goes on and on with these Twitter beefs, and I totally agree with you. I think personally that this sport would be a lot better, a lot more exciting if these guys were just to go at it, you know, if we can just get all this business stuff aside, which I understand it's really important and stuff like that. But, you know, if they just get aside, you know, make it more like the glory days of boxing. That's what we need. That's what we clamor for. And uh, but as far as this, man, if Teofimo and Haney really, really do go at it, which I don't think is going to happen much less this year. Uh, maybe in the future, down there and longer down the run, uh, down their careers. But um, as far as uh, Teofimo and Haney, I mean, it's a beautiful matchup. It's a really, really beautiful matchup. And uh, I, do you remember? Uh, I, I laughed. I think it was quite comical. Uh, when, uh, you know, and amongst all this Twitter beef, uh, Teofimo put a put a photo <laughs> put a photo of Devin Haney with uh, with the email symbol, right? Or what was it? Yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. On, it on was the... an email, like the email champion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought that was kind of funny, but I, I love them both. I really do love them both, man. Lopez being a more flat-footing, flat-footed power puncher, you know, amazing boxer. Devin Haney being a little bit more dynamic, you know, a lot more footwork. Uh, quite intelligent in that ring, man. So I personally think I, I don't because right now it seems like Lopez is focusing more on Lomachenko. Right. Um, and I also think this whole quarantine stuff, it's just getting to people. You know, you even see uh, a, a female fighter. I forgot her name. Heather something in Twitter going back and forth with other people. Clarissa Shields got in the action recently uh, with with Heather. Also, it's like, man, you know, th- th- this this whole 
Twitter beefing is just going, you know, uh, full full throttle. I think of this quarantine is really getting to people. You know, people, especially with fighters, they're itching to get back in the ring and they'll just talk smack to anybody, right? But I personally think it's not going to even happen this year, much less this year. Next year, not even. I don't. I really doubt it because we obviously know that business comes first with these fighters and their promoters. So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to put. Um, uh lopez and the risk i say risk to fight Devin haney because okay first here's one point okay haney versus lopez let's just put that in scenario haney is taller isn't he he has i think he has a height advantage uh maybe yeah i think so if someone in the chat can maybe check that out um i didn't check their heights but you know, Teofimo, his last fight, I don't, I don't, I don't base Teofimo's performance and his, uh, you know, uh, strategy and skills uh, only based off of his last fight. But it's important to mention that because uh, when Teofimo fought that last fight, uh, I think it was some some Asian guy, right? I forgot his name, mm-hmm. but it did seem like he had some problems with that with that taller guy, you know. So if Haney does fight Teofimo, I think Haney, you know, obviously he's an he's an amazing boxer. He'll probably use that height and reach to his to his advantage, uh, you know, considering them two facing off if they even do face off, which I don't think is going to happen soon. But, you know, uh, but we'll see what happens, man. But it, that would be an amazing fight. And I don't think Haney has faced a person who punches like Teofimo. That's another thing we got to consider. Also, Teofimo is a really strong power puncher, man. I love it. You know, every time you hear it, when you go to his fights, man, Teofimo's fights, you just hear those thuds, them power punches, man. It almost sounds right. like Mike, it's, it almost sounds like, like Mike Tyson punching, man, at, at Teofimo's weight. You can just, you know, no, here's, let me point this out real fast, man. You know, a lot of people, when they're watching a fight, man, what I like to pay attention to, I love to pay attention to the sounds. A lot of people probably don't do that, you know? I mean, I try to use all my senses when I watch a fight, man. A lot of people just use the visual senses, right? Their visual perception when they watch a fight. But I I, I listen. I try to listen as much as I can. I listen to the grunts because a lot of that tells us and shows us if a fighter gets hurt or not. It, it helps us distinguish how powerful they punch. When a, pow- when, a, when a fighter punches, how he exhales, how he inhales, when he gets hit, how he blocks, how he sounds, you know? And those power, but the reason why I say this is because when you hear uh, and that's why that's why there are microphones you know positioned around the ring it's for people who are you know when they watch a fight you can hear the sights you know you can't sorry hear the sights you can see the sights you can hear the sounds you know so when you hear Teofimo's punches man oh my gosh a lot of people it seems like they minimize uh Teofimo's power right. we we know we know a lot of a lot of fans or whatever know he's a power puncher okay we get it but when you really go back to his fights and listen to those punches man you're talking about something powerful. You're talking about some real powerful shots. That's why. This is exactly why, you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, why a lot of people are, are favoring Teofimo over Lomachenko just for the fact of that power. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying that power wins fights. No, but it's a dangerous, uh, you know, a dangerous uh, tool arsenal that Teofimo has. We already know. We already know uh, Lomachenko went down against uh, who was it recently? Who was it? Who was it? Who did he, he went down against uh, yeah, You make some good points. Um, you know, uh, the heights there that were posted, uh, 5'9", Haney, 5'8", uh-huh. Teofimo Lopez. I know you had asked about that. What was, the, what was the size difference? What is it? 5'8", 5'9". Oh, so that's not Haney. much. They're, they're quite uh, – they're, quite, they're uh, quite there. Okay, okay. Then this looks like However, size 
well, however, um, it, it's a 71 versus 68 inch reach. So uh, there is about a three inch reach advantage by Devin Andy. As oh, well definitely, as yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because you can, you, I mean, you can just tell just by looking at them standing up, you know, standing side to side, you can see, I mean, Haney has that distance, man. He has that reach. So I think that would cause a problem. But then again, you got to, you got to see the other angle of this Teofimo's power. I don't think Haney, I don't think Haney has felt, I repeat, the, the, the power punches of a Teofimo Lopez, man. I, I don't think so. That's why this, this equates to an amazing fight, man, which I, I think it's unfortunate that it's not going to happen because this is just Twitter beef. This is just, okay, this just reminds me again. Okay, this just reminds me of all these Twitter beef. Look at, for example, uh, Bud Crawford, right? Bud yeah. Crawford recently twi- Twitter beefing with, with Charlo. I mean, it's like, okay, I understand. It's not going to happen. But then again, we got to contemplate. Uh, t- uh, Bud Crawford, okay, real quick. I don't want to get off topic, but it, it's important to contemplate. Yeah, really quick, because yeah, because Bud Crawford, he talked about moving up in weight. A lot of people said he was joking, but when you go back to the interview when he was in the ring, when a lot of people media were interviewing him, he looked pretty serious. He looked pretty serious. I don't think he was really joking around too much. And Bud Crawford is not the type to joke around too much. You know, he says what it is, and he says from the heart, and bam. You know, and then he goes on the Twitter beef, you know, with uh, Jermel Charlo saying, oh, you know, this and that, going back and forth. So, you know, I'm just saying this because a lot of Twitter, Twitter beef is going around. It doesn't mean the fights are going to really happen. But if they were to happen, like, for example, this, Teofimo Lopez with Haney, it would be be an amazing fight you know i mean these young fighters are amazing i love it man it's just this is i think we have a great future in boxing man if business you know it doesn't get its ugly nose in the business too much between these two fighters but man i i, I don't know who i would choose to win what about you d style i really don't know man. well well let me tell you something man um this might be an unpopular opinion uh, but but i'm telling you right now uh first of all i think the i, I have a feeling i have a feeling Teofimo Lopez <laughs> is going to knock out Lomachenko, and I think that's why Lomachenko is having a little yeah, bit of too. doubts because I do me believe too. in the power. And it's not just the power, it's the speed. And the combination yeah. of power and speed is explosiveness, and he does bring that. And as a as dude, for the lightweight division, this guy can crack, right? Definitely. Uh, this, he hits like a middleweight, bro. This guy hits hard. I and, know, and, he's and punch. I, they're going to feel it. It's, it's going to come. Now, the Devin Haney fight, is a little tougher because the Devin Haney has pretty solid defense. However, yeah. man, I right now if they were to fight right now, I, I think Theofimo Lopez beats him. Right? If they were to fight right now, May twenty seventh, uh, but right. Devin Haney's getting better, man. But so is Theofimo Lopez. Okay? Definitely, yep. Look, look, Lomachenko's got to fight these guys now because he can't wait yep. two, three years to fight him. He's got to do it now. You know, mm-hmm. and he's got to pick his poison. Yeah, I, I don't think he wanted to fight Devin Haney, right? But then he, now, now he's got the Ofimo problem. So no matter what he picks, he's he's, he's in trouble. But uh, I'm high on Teofimo <laughs> Lopez. I, I understand that, the, that he didn't look that great against that Japanese fighter. But you know what we do, man? Sometimes instead of saying that Japanese fighter, he was tall, he was his height, and he, was, he had a really good jab, you know, and giving credit to that fighter. What we do instead, we like to just, just you know, dog on the fighter that that had a hard time a lot of these fighters man on the come up they have hard times they're, they're tested yeah you know you know andre ward was dropped early in his career and hurt and those things happen floyd mayweather was on queer streak against you know the drunken master right uh you know chop yeah. chop orley you know give him the fight of his life and you know so on the come up these guys of course they're gonna get tested and these these um these journeymen and, and contenders they're hungry and they're gonna 
you know, they're trying to be the spoiler, you know, and, uh, the, you know, the prospects trying to put on a show. And when you put those things together, the craziest things can happen. Like Theofimo Lopez, right? In my opinion, this is my opinion, right? After the Comey fight, it's the best lightweight in the world right now. But yeah, he's amazing. Fight? Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, I, I I don't I don't discard what you're saying. I don't discredit it at all. I mean, and and the thing here, I, I totally agree with that. That um, yeah, against against Haney. I mean, it's, like I said, I mean, I think really like Haney would really have a problem with with uh Lopez power. Ah, another thing, another thing. Uh, Lo, how old is how old is Teofimo Lopez? What 20, 20, 23? Teofimo Lopez is he's young, 22. man. He's twenty twenty two. My gosh. Okay, the reason why I asked that because. He fights. He's patient. Okay, he has he has attributes. Uh, Devin of, uh, Haney is only twenty one, by the way. So it's like, so he's even younger. Yeah. Man. So yeah, he has. You know, T- uh, Lopez has attributes. You know, to to those in the chat, I'm sure you guys have seen him fight several fights. Lopez, and if you go back and watch, he's patient, and patience with a fighter, you know, with the skills that Lopez has is super dangerous. I mean, like you said a moment ago, it's not just power, it's his speed. And also we can even contemplate his patience. He is patient. He's methodical. He knows when to hit you. And when he hits you, it's lights out, man. It's lights out. So that's another thing that Lopez, you know, has going for him against Devin Haney, if he were to fight. So I'll tell you what else he has. uh Yeah. Well, well, and I'll let you finish, but another thing he has and, and, He's got swagger, man, and he brings it to the ring. You know what I yeah. mean? He's got swagger. You know, he brings it there. Uh, he's got a little bit of pizzazz. This guy, this Honduran from New York, man, is problem. Yeah. He's a problem. Definitely. definitely. He's a panic, causing panic of the week is what he is. Right? Yeah, definitely, and, man. Definitely. And I, and I actually look, believe it or not, I believe him. When he says, tell Eddie Hearn to send the contract or don't, say, don't tell me nothing, I actually believe him, believe it or not. I actually believe that uh, that he would sign it if Eddie Hearn sent him a reasonable contract his way. Yeah, I think um, I think Lopez. I mean, you got these young cats, these young fighters. You know, um, you can tell when they're genuine. I personally think Teofimo Lopez is genuine in what he's saying. I don't think he's ducking. I don't think he's dodging. I think he's the type of guy that says, you know what, bring him. You know, kind of like what Errol Spence says, right? Line him up line him up you know <laughs> and i think i think lopez is quite genuine in what he's saying i don't think he's lying about it or you know that he's trying to duck anybody man so i mean i love it man i love it so i agree with you i mean i'm not gonna i i i don't disagree with you when you say you know if they were to fight today lopez would win i don't agree i don't disagree because i mean i see a big probability of lopez winning also and uh, you know and Devin haney he has amazing boxing skills now he's training with mayweather oh man i think it's just amazing, man. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, you're definitely right, man. He's definitely Hispanic causing panic of the week, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, with all that said, any look, if, look, man, any of these guys are capable of beating the other. And that's why this division is great. That's why I want to see them fight each other. All right. Uh, of course, the fight could happen, and Teofimo can't catch Lomachenko. Lomachenko wins. You know, Teofimo could catch him and knock him out. That's what I think is going to happen. Devin Haney cannot box. You know, if he has a good fight, he can he cannot box Teofimo, or he can get caught. I mean, anything can happen. But another yeah. thing, let's let's not get distracted by this. Just because you know he's got power, it doesn't mean he can't box as well. That's you true. Know? 
And that's what makes Teofimo dangerous. It's not just that he has that ability to knock people out, right? It's the fact that he can also win rounds. And just think about guys that, like, if you fall behind against Teofimo Lopez on the cards and you got to pressure him more, man, you're in trouble. Yeah, he's like, going to fight more, yeah. Absolutely, and he's gonna and he could crack, and he's a guy like they say in Mexico, man, puede boxear y puede fajar. He could do both. Yeah, okay? man. He could, he could brawl it out, and he could box with you. And he's young, twenty-two years old, bro. Like Devin yep. Amy and this guy, there really isn't a rush because they're both extremely young. Exactly. You know, so hey, th- th- this could be the modern day Chavez Tater type fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think personally, like I said a moment ago, you know, I don't think we're going to see this fight anytime soon. We know you guys already know the business aspect of it. You know, the promoters are going to be milking it. I I honestly, well, yeah, like you said, there's no rush. You know, I mean, they're very, very young. And and, and this is the thing. This is the thing. Real quick, talking about this. You know, when you go back to the glory days of fighting, when you go back to the glory, the glory age, I guess you can call it, of boxing, right? I think we're, we we still have great fights nowadays. I'm not saying we don't. I still enjoy boxing. You know, I love it. It's, It's great, you know. But obviously, we know you know before uh okay what what fight comes to mind is like for example uh duran okay uh duran versus sugar ray sugar ray they they had two fights um you know those two legends that's just one example but you guys you guys already know the legendary fights you we just okay marquez pacquiao all them um you know and that in that era of fighting when the when the best fought the best uh whoever lost it didn't seem like they lost because they gained the respect of, you know, fighting the best. So, I mean, you know, now, you know what I'm saying? Now, if that were to happen, I don't, I don't really care who would lose. You know what I'm saying? I would to a certain extent, but then, you know, for example, this is an example. If Lopez and Devin Haney were to fight now, if we had that, those elements of, of boxing now, as far as the best fighting, the best more commonly, more habitually, um, I don't think the losses would do much. It wouldn't do much to their careers because we would we would be satisfied fans. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think we should see that, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I, the, the reason why I say this is because I'm sure this, like you said, there's no rush. It's going to be milked. It's going to be milked, right? And they're still quite young. I mean, Lord willing, in the future, maybe two years down the road, it's going to serve for a mega fight. Because we also got to remember, you know, a lot of casuals, a lot of casual fans, people who don't really frequent themselves to the sport of boxing, a lot of casual fans probably don't know who who, who Lopez is or even Devin Haney, you know what I'm saying? Even though they're champs, they got belts, you know. But, you know, a lot of casuals probably don't know too much. Promoters know this, and they're going to want to just, you know, keep building their names until they become household names, moving up divisions. They're probably going to move up divisions. Actually, one of the one of the people here in the chat said that um, – who was it? Who was it? Yeah, Chicano Prophet. Shout, salute. Cali also. Cali Enigma is here. Man, you guys, salute to the whole chat. Uh, Chicano Prophet says, Teofimo keeps saying he can't stay at 135 forever. So, I mean, you know, these guys are probably going to move up and wait. But if they do, eventually they'll probably meet each other at a, on another division. It'll serve for a mega fight, definitely. And there are lots more mega fights, man, with with cats coming out from this division, man. I love it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And uh, night to a coup in the chat says, if Lopez stops. Loma, damn, absolutely. Duran fought Leonard three times, not two sapro type. Absolutely. Ah, but yeah. man, they were like fat and old in that third fight, bro. But yeah, <laughs> I don't count that. I don't count that third but, fight. Yeah, I just that's just yeah. the first and second. Cali Enigma says Devin Indy wants to fight him now. And Ruth said five years down the line. Y'all said y'all know I'm riding with Oakland over Brooklyn. Absolutely. You guys are tuning in to the May 27th edition of Hispanics Cause and Panic. Press my damn like button. All right. 
Let's get to over 20 likes ASAP. And if you're listening to archive, make sure you press the damn like button. I throw a jab at it, throw a cross at the subscribe button. And then you know what you do? You hit a nice uppercut at that bell button. That way you're notified every time these stop boxing comes on live. Hispanics causing panics every Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. All right. We're going to go ahead and go to this one, man. Joseph Diaz. We know he pulled that big win over Tevin Farmer. But he's obligated to give him a rematch of stories from boxing saying, who do you think wins that rematch, Renna Young? Man, I enjoyed the first fight. It was fun to watch. If I'm not mistaken, it was weird because the first fight was on a Thursday, wasn't it? Was it? Uh, you know what? You got me yeah. there. I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe someone, maybe someone yeah. in the chat remembers. So I think it was on a Thursday night. It was I an awkward. Right, though, yeah. yeah, it was an awkward night to watch boxing. But hey, it was great to watch. I remember watching it, eating, eating dinner here. I remember it really clearly. And uh, man, that fight. You know, Tevin Farmer has those. Uh, and I don't know why. Okay, this is what perplexed me in that last yeah. fight. You know, I got to go in the background of this to to determine who would win in this rematch. Like, um, because it perplexed me to see Tevin Farmer. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how I saw a lot of how Tevin Farmer fought that night against uh, yeah. uh against JoJo. That Tevin Farmer seemed to go toe to toe a lot with JoJo. Uh, and I think that was a mistake on behalf of uh, Tevin Farmer trying to go just toe to toe, trying to just, you know, tough it out. You know, you do por tu, you know how they say in Spanish, you know, um, mano y mano, you know, he farmer, is, he doesn't, you know, farmers, the more of the, you know, footwork type of guy, more of the boxing type of guy going around the ring, ringmanship, you know, that high IQ boxing. And Jojo, you know, it seems like Jojo Diaz, um, you know, fought his fight. You know, he fought, Jojo fought Jojo's fight against Tevin Farmer, and he came out winning, even though, even though he got that horrible gash. I think that was from a headbutt, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was gosh. a horrible, horrible yeah. gash. And then, and then he had like the colored, he had the dyed hair. Oh man, <laughs> so he, yeah, he like a raspa over there from a different dude. Country. I mean, I mean, the thing here is that we got to, you know, a lot of people probably uh, don't don't consider this aspect too. Jojo fought the rest of the fight with that gash. Oh my gosh, and he still won. I mean, I mean, that shows right. you that ter- determination. That shows you heart. And if they fight again. Jojo, I mean, I, I, hmm, it's it's hard to say, man, but I personally think Jojo will edge it out. I think he will win. I think he would. But then again, we, we cannot undermine Farmer. I'm sure Farmer's going to be a lot more ready, you know, trained. He's going to fight a different fight. Okay, I'm going to go back to this fight real fast. I sure. like this because I, I think it's going to be more like um, it, it might be similar to obviously not the same styles make fights. It's all different. But I, I want to go back to that. The uh, second uh, Duran versus uh, Sugar Ray fight. Um, the Duran versus Sugar Ray fight. Uh, Sugar Ray, um, he, he, okay, it seems like he figured out uh, Duran in the first fight. Duran was more that, you know, lunge forward, go to the body, take you to the ropes, boom, boom, boom. And it seems like from that first fight, Sugar Ray learned how to, how to, uh, you know, outbox uh, Duran and this and the rematch and that's exactly what he did you know Sugar Ray just started boxing you know using his jab a lot using his footwork a lot the reason why I say this is because Farmer might do that in the rematch uh, if I'm not mistaken Jojo is more a little bit more flat footed we all we, we constantly we constantly see these types of fights man we constantly see these types of style matchups right styled matchups I cannot say it's 100% like that but it's commonly like that where I cannot say it's a hundred percent flat footer. No, but uh, Jojo is a little bit more flat footed. 
You know, he, he, he sits down on his shots. And I personally think Farmer, he's going to come back with that knowledge and that experience. And he's going to say, you know what? I'm not going to go toe-to-toe against JoJo. If that happens, JoJo has to learn how to, you know, box against a boxer like like Tevin Farmer. I personally think, though, it, I mean, it's going to be a great rematch. It's going to be an amazing rematch because I don't think JoJo's going to get a big old gash. And that was a big disadvantage, man. That was a big disadvantage for JoJo, and he still won. That's what makes me think that JoJo will mm, probably win the rematch. You know, he, he probably will. Uh, look, the facts are more often than not, the guy that won the first fight wins a rematch, right? Yeah, uh, but it doesn't make it doesn't make it impossible. I see what you're saying. The the one thing though, and look, I'm not saying Leonard wouldn't have won anyway. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Not I to feel go you. Off I feel topic, you. But, but it's, it's yeah, a yeah. good topic though. It's not to go off topic. It's a good topic, but but hear me out. So all you got to do watch the first fight with Leonard and Duran. and watch the second fight before you even start watching the before the bell rings. Yeah. Just look at the bo- just look at the body of Duran. Ah, That's all you gotta look ah, at, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duran looks soft. He looked a little more lethargic in that true. second fight. True. Look, I'm not saying he would have won. That's not what I'm saying. And, and at the end of the day, that's his fault, right? So I'm not placing any of that on Leonard. Um, I think Leonard definitely fought a better fight the second fight anyway. But man, I th- I think Duran would have given him a better fight if he came in the same shape. Yeah. That's so true. so so here's the thing, right? You know. Can Jojo Diaz stay hungry? You know, because we know exactly. Kevin Farmer's going to be hungry. We know he's going to get in exactly. shape. We know he's going to exactly. try to make adjustments. Is Jojo Diaz going to keep, you know, training hard? I think he will, though. It's in his character. It's it's, yeah. it's who yeah. he is. And um, I, I haven't. I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't think Jojo's that guy that's going to lose focus or anything like that. Nah. Yeah. nah. So uh, I, I'm favoring Jojo Diaz. In the rematch, uh, very rarely do I pick the guy that lost the first fight in the second right. fight. So uh, that that's what I'm going to stick with. Jojo Diaz also said he's like he wants Abner Morris after beating Tevin Farmer. So here's my caveat: is he overlooking Tevin Farmer? Already thinking about Abner Morris? Yeah, that's another thing there. That's another thing there. I didn't know. Okay, so so Jojo is calling out Abner after beating. Yes. After quote unquote beating Farmer in a rematch, okay, okay. Yep. I mean, the thing here is, um, this I was didn't in know the uh, boxing scene, uh, Dan Raphael article, actually. Right? When did he say this recently, or yes, recently? Boxing scene, it's an article by Dan Raphael, but he, he's wow. saying, I want a big fight with Abner Morris after I beat Tevin Farmer. That is a little bit like, dude, why are you talking about somebody else right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, you, you don't want to be looking over exact that what you just said right now is an indicator. Farm, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Diaz might be getting a little bit uh, too confident, overconfident, and thinking, oh, I'll just flick out Tevin Farmer out the way, and then I'll go for Mares. I mean, that, that, that's a big indicator that he's probably getting a little overconfident. And like what you said a moment ago concerning Duran, maybe JoJo will kind of slack off a little bit. But then again, right. but then again, you know, I kind of I don't think so because, um, you know, I just think JoJo, like you said a moment ago, no, that, that JoJo, I don't think he's that type of person. Actually, I remember some time ago, um, there was an interview there. Yeah, some time ago. I don't remember which interview it was or what have you, but uh, there was. Okay, yeah, there was a I forgot who it was. It was in the Jojo Diaz gym. Jojo was sitting there. He was getting his hand wrapped. Okay, getting ready to spar or whatever and train. 
And gotcha. he was sitting there. He was sitting there quietly listening. And the interview was towards a trainer there next to Jojo. I don't know who this trainer guy was, but he was being questioned about, if I'm not mistaken, he was being questioned about Andy Ruiz and how Andy okay. Ruiz. Yeah, how this all connects. Let me just explain why. How Andy Ruiz was um, not disciplined for the rematch of J Anthony Joshua and how he was partying and letting the money and fame get to his head and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now, the reason why I say this is because JoJo is sitting there listening quietly. And he, I, if I'm not mistaken, I just don't remember. It was an interview I saw months ago. It was a while ago. But JoJo was sitting there like nodding his head, like agreeing. And, and in this interview, it was being mentioned. Yeah, uh, Anthony, uh, sorry, uh, Andy Ruiz was being, you know, getting lazy. He wasn't being focused. He wasn't disciplined, the fame and the success and the money. And JoJo was sitting there agreeing with everything quietly. And he wasn't saying quietly. He was just listening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then he left. JoJo left. Now, the reason why I say this and people might think, what the heck does this have to do with? Okay, it's because of this. Watch. Jojo, we, we understand he's a young guy too. He's very young. Jojo's another young, amazing fighter, an amazing champ. Tevin Farmer is also young, amazing, just like all these other young cats we're explaining. So Jojo, that, that talks about you guys, that talks about self-control. Okay. You know why? Because, because he was sitting there listening to the interview. He was right there. Jojo had all the right to butt in the conversation and say, yeah, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But he was just sitting there quiet, disciplined, focusing on his hand wrap. And then he left. He left the interview and just kept on because he know he knew, you know what? I'm here to train. I'm not here for an interview. You know, I'm focused. I personally think the reason why I say all this and, you know, and Jojo was nodding his head. He was nodding his head to everything that was being said about Andrew Reese not being disciplined, letting the fame and success and the money get to his head. Jojo was sitting there night. You know, he was he was agreeing with. So I personally think Jojo is not going to slack off. You know, that's what I'm trying to get at here. I think Jojo I is, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like what you, you just pointed out a moment ago. I don't think Jojo is the type to slack off, to gain weight. Uh, and check this out. Watch this, you guys. Ojo aquí. That's how we say it in Spanish. Ojo aquí. Uh, uh, watch this. Okay, like th check this out. I'm watching. I'm like a hawk. <laughs> okay, watch. I, I, I don't judge it like this, but this whole, this whole quarantine stuff, Jojo Diaz, he's not really posting or or tell me if I'm wrong, but like on Twitter, I don't see him right. posting much. I don't see him posting much things. Um, the same with Shakur Stevenson. I don't see him posting much things. Uh, there are certain fighters who are taking this seriously and who are training in the background and they're quiet. They're not saying anything. They're quiet. They're training, gotcha. disciplined. They're not getting in the mix of social media, social hype, Twitter beefs and stuff because they're I hear working you. on their and, yeah. and then we have Andy Ruiz posting every day. Exactly. About how hard exactly. He's working and exactly. Look at me, man. Look, look, uh, look at me. Look exactly. at me jump rope. And he shows us nah. like, like five yeah. different like the like, clips of him jumping rope for like three seconds. Yeah, right? convincing people together. to come back. Yeah, now the thing is people that overcompensate for shit, okay. Yeah. Are, it's always problematic. Let me give a quick shout out to the chat here. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Enigma, what's going on, man? He says, uh, do, why do people overrate Tevin Farmer? The dude is trashed. True Titus says, Bronx on deck. D. Hodges is on. Salute. Joseph just has been training with his father, says the Kelly right. Enigma, out of his garage, bro. This is right. Clubber Lang still training, bro. He's still hungry, even though he's That's a champ. Right. Right, and he's coming back. You know, he's been motor even after the um the loss to Gary Russell. He stayed hungry, kept training. Yeah, he knew his day would come, and he ain't gonna let. I don't think anyway. Tim Farmer take that away from him. Nah. 
But uh, I'll tell you what, man, it's a fight I'm definitely looking forward to. What a doubt, well, a shout of doubt, Hapo types of salute back at you. Espero que todos sus familias tengan mucho salud y fortuna. Absolutely. God bless you as well. All right. Hapotai says if two guys fight three times, all three count. This guy said they fought twice and said it doesn't count their fight. No disrespect. We all make mistakes. All right. Well, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Check it out. All right. We're going to go ahead and talk about this, man. Mike, Iron Mike Tyson. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Iron Mike Tyson, he's out here, bro. Dude, he's training. All right. He's training. He hit the mitts for a total of eight seconds on camera, and everybody got all excited. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. People out here talking about how he could, you know, he could come back and he's going to make a comeback and all this yeah. other stuff. But now he's training with Victor Balford, another old ass. He's an MMA fighter, right? And Victor Balford's, you know, giving him praise and man, this guy coming back at 53 is something. Well, what do you, what do you make of that? He's over there training with an MMA dude and, you know, and he's, you know, training with Victor Balford. I make, I make a lot of things out of this, man. I think, um, uh, it's perplexing, I guess you can say. Uh, it's kind of weird. I would never see the day. I never thought. I would never imagine to see the day of former legends like, um, you know, Hall of Field, Mike Tyson. I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, well, Tony, what's his last name, man? I, I'm not good with names, man. I, I get their faces. I'm good with faces, but names I'm not really. Uh, who was it? Another another uh, former legend, you know, um, heavyweight fighter also saying to count me in uh, Shannon, the cannon Briggs. You know, I mean, it's I never I thought I would see. Him. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, but there's yeah, a, the Tony. There's the another. Age. No, but there's another one. Tony. I forgot his last name. I can't I don't know why I forgot his last name. But anyways, uh, uh, um, James Tony. James there Tony. you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, James Tony. Um, yeah, but what's you know, your thought, though? What's your thought on Tyson? You know, tra- training that's with what I'm getting at. That's what I'm yeah. getting at. That's what I'm getting at. This is, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I'm not the type of person to get too emotional over seeing, a, a, like you said, an eight second clip and, uh, you know, Tyson saying at the end, I'm back. You know, I don't get emotional over that. It looks amazing, though. I mean, but, you know, yeah. I love Mike Tyson. He's an amazing, amazing legend. But for him to come back at this age, um, okay. Now, now there's another thing. Ortiz, which is I'm not mistaken, uh, another point that you're going to talk about. Ortiz, Tito Ortiz, yes. um, talked about, and he did mention something important. I even heard this from other media too, outlets or whatever. That Mike Tyson right now, his he, his head is screwed on more, right? He has his head is screwed on. Like what I mean by that is, you know, his screws are tightened. Because obviously, uh, at the end of his career, uh, you know, he was, if I'm not mistaken, in drugs and he was living the party life and he was just living the wildlife, man. It, it got to the extent, it got to the extent to Mike Tyson when he got interviewed years ago uh, in his house. I don't, I don't remember who the reporter was. You know, they were looking at his belts and, and Mike, he, Mike Tyson, you know, got a belt. And he said, this is garbage. This is garbage. This is garbage. You know how he taught his, his accent. This is garbage. <laughs> and, he, you know, he, 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 he repudiated. He repudiated that life because he knew how it sucked him in, how it destroyed, you know, him, how it destroyed him, in other words. So yeah. now, though, now, though, people are saying, which I guess they have, they have a reason. They have a, they have a, they're right. They got a point. 
that now he he's wiser, you know, at his age, he's wiser, he's healthier. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's not doing drugs like he used to. Right. Yeah. Okay. He smokes bud or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But, but, but as far as like hardcore drugs, I don't think he's doing that anymore. Healthier sound in his mind. I mean, those are elements to tell you that he is fit and can maybe come back, but I personally don't think it's a good idea that he comes back. I don't, I just don't think it is. I think he's taken, uh, you know, he's a legend. I don't think he needs to come back, man. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at. I respect though. What I'm trying to say also is I respect him trying to come back. I respect that, but I think, I just think it's kind of going too far here. If he were to come back, dude, he can get hurt, man. I mean, People at that age, you know, anybody at that age, they can get hurt, especially in a heavyweight division, man. If he's going to come back in a heavyweight division like he's saying and purporting it to be, you know, saying I'm back and, you know, rumors going around that he's going to fight Hollifield. Another rumor is going around that it's not going to be exhibition. It's going to be a real full blown, full blown professional fight. I think he could get hurt, man. I love Mike Tyson. He's amazingly strong still and stuff like that. But like the Cali Enigma saying right now, great shape, but not boxing shape. Exactly. I just I just think it's dangerous for him. Man. Ah, one more thing real quick, <clears throat> real quick. I made a video some recently ago, a few weeks ago, a month ago or something about. And it seems like Tyson's throwing it out the window. He's throwing it out the window. I don't know why. He even said it out of his own mouth. He was interviewed by Joe Rogan. Shouts out to Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan Experience. I don't know if you saw that interview. Very good interview. Um, uh, Tyson was being asked, uh, you know, uh, interviewed by Joe Rogan. And, you know, Joe Rogan was like, hey, man, you still got it, man. I mean, don't you ever think about coming back? I'm paraphrasing, not in those exact words. But Tyson, he and it's interesting. I don't know why. And everybody's not looking at this. This was before. Before all these clips started coming out, he, Mike Tyson said, no, no, nah. he, he was responding in such a way. He said, no way. I'm not coming back. Uh, uh, ego will destroy me. He even said ego will destroy him. He doesn't want to go back to that. But now all of a sudden that was like a month ago. And what, what, two weeks later, now he's going clips and it just seems like he's going all the way on the contrary. So I don't know, man. I just think it's kind of dangerous. So uh, I mean, this. if he, Yeah. So, so check it out. Um, look, man, I, I'm not taking this comeback serious whatsoever. It's interesting yeah, to exactly. talk about. It's interesting. It's interesting to talk about. But like, here's the thing, man. Right? Mike Tyson training with Victor Balfour doesn't mean anything to me. Right? 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 So exactly. he's giving Victor Balfour uh, some work and and all that stuff. L let me say this, man. All right? Victor Balfour. Who is he going to prepare Tyson for other than some type of exhibition, really? Yeah. You know, Mike Tyson, all right, is not ready or is – I shouldn't say ready. He's not ever going to be able to be back in the ring the way some individuals out here. Yeah, exactly. Some MMA fans, some casual fans, a lot of these guys, man, let me tell you something. Talking about him fighting Wilder and some crazy shit nah, like this. man. Get no. in the ring with, the, you know – Anthony Joshua and you know no way, getting in the dude. ring with all these other guys, it ain't nah. gonna happen, bro. You guys are crazy. Yeah, nah. Exactly, you're crazy that if you think that's gonna happen, that's not gonna happen. Exactly, you are out of your mind if you believe that's gonna happen. No way. This dude can't get in the ring with Chisora. Okay, he can't even get in the ring with Price, the heavyweight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he can't even get in the ring. With him, Tyson lost to a journeyman 15 yep. years ago. Yep. 
15 <laughs> years ago. If you have a 15-year-old, right, just think about that. A quinceanera ago, this guy got beat by, by a journeyman, and not only did he get beat, he got beat down. Yeah, and he, he got taken quit, out. And yep. he said, I don't want this no more. I don't love this anymore. I, can, I haven't loved boxing since 1990, he said. I can't do it anymore. I'm just doing it for the money. Yep. I can't lose to this cow. I can't be doing this. I can't be disrespecting the sport like this, he said. But we got people out here believing that he's going to make a comeback. He ain't nah. going to make a comeback. It exactly. isn't going to happen. Not today, not ever. Now, could he do an exhibition? Sure, exhibitions are different than actual fights. Yep. So here's the one that's been talked about. Tito Ortiz, we don't know if it's true or not, but Tito Ortiz came out and he said, hey, uh, the, I, he didn't say who. He was very vague about it. But he said that they reached out to him. For a fight with Mike Tyson. I don't know if he meant exhibition. I don't know if he meant fight. And he's talking about how they could double McGregor Mayweather numbers. That's what he said. Let me tell you something. All right. And shout out to Cosmic Slop. What's going on? Spiner. Spinal. Absolutely. But look. He is going uh, to get knocked the hell out, though. Even a 53-year-old Mike Tyson knocks Tito Ortiz tomorrow in a boxing fight or exhibition fight. What do you think of that potential matchup, bro? Oh, so you're saying that uh, Mike Tyson will knock out Ortiz? None, yes. Yeah, I definitely agree also. I definitely agree, yeah. And he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ortiz said something like, uh, they reached out to me, someone who works for Mike Tyson or something like that, right, uh, about fighting him and... Uh, about re- uh, reaching those numbers, I'm not sure, right? Uh, Mayweather McGregor numbers, I'm not sure. But uh, as far as like uh, boxing wise, if it is an exhibition or what have you, I think Mike Tyson would would take him out, right? But I'm honestly, like you said a moment ago, man, I'm not really, I just, I'm not really not uh, interested in Mike fighting again or coming back, and it's just too much hype, too much. Ah, uh, even even Roy Jones wants to come back now, if I'm not mistaken. He just recently said, "I'll fight any of these 50 year olds." And I, I made a, I made a fun, a clip video, a parody. And just Roy Jones could fight Mike Tyson right now. That show do a million buys, bro. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I just, I just personally think you know Mike shouldn't even. I don't know why he's doing this, bro. I just, it's just, I don't know why he's doing this, man. It just kind of makes well, me. Per- that's why is- I said I'm, per- I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed, man. I just, I, got you. I just don't think he should come back. I don't think Tell- he should come back. And okay. Uh, who do you think wins between Mike Tyson in a boxing match or, or some type of exhibition? Tyson, right? Or Holyfield right now? They were to do it. Man, ah, if it's an exhibition, oh, my gosh. Uh, it's hard to say, man. It's hard to say. I, I, I would personally go to Mike Tyson just because he's my favorite, man. I love him. He's one of my all-time favorites. Definitely one of my all-time favorites. Um, I would go for I would go for Mike, man. I would go for Mike. I just love him. I just love him. But um, I don't know, dude, because Holofield's amazing too. But, you know, I, it's hard to say, man, in the next division. But I would go for Tyson. I would go for Tyson. You would go for Tyson. <laughs> I got Holofield. Yeah, I would go. I got Holofield. It would be fun to watch. Right. Just an exhibition. Do it for charity or something like that and just yeah. stick to that. No Rocky Balboa movie type shit. Okay. He he ain't coming. He's not gonna come back, guys. All right. Nah. Like I hate to be the guy that, that tells everybody Santa isn't real, but I have to be that guy. All right. All right. I'm just saying. Now, with that said, 
Um, what are the other rumors? This is not on my thing. I just thought about this because you mentioned his name. The rumors is yeah. Shannon Briggs, or maybe it's true that he signed with that bare knuckle company. Yeah, there, there, there. Uh, there was an announcement. You know, it was about a couple months ago that he he was signed officially, and this actually came from if I'm if I'm remember correctly, it came from the Bare Knuckle Fighting uh, Championship BKFC official Twitter account. It came from their account, so from their profile that Shannon the Cannon Briggs is officially signed, officially signed to a uh, BKFC, and I don't doubt it because. If you go back, this was back. Oh, this was a long time ago, man. This was like five years ago, six years ago. Um, I broke down a video. I, I, I brought a video. It's one of my, my. It was one of my when my YouTube channel just came out. It's just like two years old. My YouTube channel and uh, I. Uh, one of my first videos uh, or rookie videos, I guess you can say, uh, was about Shannon the Cannon Briggs, and he was interviewed a while ago. Um, I don't remember how long it was ago, but uh, he was interviewed. I guess we can say two years ago, and uh, he said that. You know, Shannon was talking about he wanted to come back to fighting. He was saying, you know, I want to get back to boxing. I want to, you know, and um, so him being back, I'm sorry, being signed to BKFC, I don't doubt it. I'm sure it is official. I'm sure it's official. But obviously, this whole uh, pandemic and quarantine stuff just just delayed everything. So I think it is true, man. I think he he is going to be in BKFC. And also, there were talks. Also, one of the chat 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 members here uh, explained that. Um, that you know, Mike Tyson was offered a, a, a bare knuckle fighting offer, um, but not 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 the Shannon Briggs false rumor that was going around. No, uh, Mike Tyson was offered also a bare knuckle fighting championship uh, deal for around twenty million dollars, a lot of money. Not just to fight though, he could have he could choose an opponent or just work with bare knuckle BKFC. So that's an interesting uh, panorama right there. But yeah, from what I know, man, uh, Shannon the Cannon Briggs is 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 uh, signed to BKFC. Uh, well, uh, this is what I'll say, man. I don't think that Mike Tyson will get in any bare knuckle fight. Okay, he could make twenty million getting in a regular boxing fight. Why? Why would he do it in BKB? Right. Uh, Hapletype says Tyson beat the beats the whole division. No, he don't. Okay, division of what? Okay, maybe we put Mike Tyson in there with the flyweights. Maybe he'll beat those guys. Okay, <laughs> but he ain't gonna beat no heavyweights. He ain't gonna beat no cruiserweights. I don't even think he beats any light heavyweights. Yeah, he get him in the ring with Roy Jones Jr. I guess a uh, Holyfield. He stayed in shape since the I, I agree, and, and he fought not that long ago. What is it like eight years or so ago? And uh, I think he was in more competitive fights than Mike Tyson was like 10, 15 years ago. So that is that. We're gonna go ahead and. Move, move along here. Jose Ramirez, the eyes of fight with Josh Taylor, maybe at the O2 Arena. Just to remind wow. you guys to tune in to May 27th edition of Hispanics Causing Panic here with Rene Box Young. Make sure you throw a jab at my like button. Okay, make sure you keep pressing that damn like button. Make sure I get those damn likes up. All right, um, look, man. Jose Ramirez, this is from Boxing Scene, uh, says that, uh, you know, he's willing to fight Josh Tater in England, bro. Okay, over Man. there. And he, he wants to cause panic over there in England. What do awesome. you think? Is it I crazy? Think awesome. that's, that's, well, here's my thing, though. Uh -huh. He ain't going to win no close fight over there in England. He ain't going to win a close fight? That's what you're saying? No, he ain't gonna get a decision. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Over there, it ain't gonna happen, right? We knew he, we knew progress wasn't gonna get it. You know, yeah. what I mean, you gotta beat a dude convincingly over there to get a decision. It's just the way. Yeah, it exactly, is. exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, 
First and foremost, I think that's awesome. You know that uh, Ramirez is is uh, willing to go across the the pond. You know to go and fight. This kind of reminds me of uh, Spence Junior going uh, Errol Spence Junior going across the pond to, to take that belt from Kell Brook. I think I, th- I think that talks about a lot of heart. You know, a lot a lot of fighters aren't saying this. A lot of fighters a lot of fighters aren't aren't saying I'll go I'll go to your backyard and fight you. You know, and I'll take that belt. A lot of people don't do that. Right. And I think Ramirez has a lot of heart to do that. You, you know, he has that Latin blood in him, obviously. You know, and he wants to go fight uh, Josh Taylor. But like as you said, I like now the thing here is that Josh Taylor, man, um, he's a great boxer, man. He's a great fighter. Um, uh, t- Ramirez is a strong puncher as well. You know, when you also, like I said, I like to listen to the to the punches and and wow, Ramirez, man, when he punches, he throws it all. You know, he throws everything in the kitchen sink at you. And um, I think it would make for an amazing fight, man. Josh Taylor is an amazing boxer, though. You know, all around ringmanship, and uh, he has heart too. Uh, what what's his? Um, Josh Taylor is he a is he an Irish? Is he Irish? Scottish, Scottish, Scottish. Scottish, yeah. He has that Scottish blood, man, and he fights till the end. That's what I like about Josh Taylor, man. I think this would make for an amazing fight. Stylistically speaking, this would make for an amazing fight because they're both – okay, Josh, you know, uh, Ramirez, he's the type that just to go at you, go at you, go at you. You know, he doesn't back down. He throws it at you, throws the kitchen sink at you, you know, everything in the kitchen sink uh, with power. You know, and he has heart, obviously, and Josh Taylor has the same, you know, but he had it seems like Josh Taylor uses the ring a little bit more. You know, he uh, he's a little bit more dynamic as far as. Uh, ah, OK, for example, like uh, Josh Taylor, he, he he switches from orthodox to 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 Southpaw constantly in his fights. I don't know if you've noticed that, but if you go back to the uh, uh, Victor Postal, if I'm not mistaken, Josh Taylor, when he fought Victor Postal, he, he switched constantly Southpaw to, to Orthodox, Southpaw to Orthodox. That might cause a problem for Ramirez, man, because, and he does it so smoothly. Uh, Taylor switches from Southpaw to Orthodox in such a natural fashion. You don't even know he switches. So that, that, I mean, that's the kind of game that Josh Taylor brings in the, in the, in the ring, you know? And, um, and, and remember this guys. Josh Taylor, he has a chin. He has a he has a face of steel, I guess you'd call it. Because remember when Progress, uh, man, did you see that knot in 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 Taylor's eye? Oh my gosh, did you guys see that? Oh, you had to see it. If you didn't see it, you're blind, guys. Yeah, you, you remember that D style? Absolutely. My gosh, that was a soccer ball, and it, I want to call it a golf ball, a soccer ball in his eye, and he kept on fighting. So we got to consider that, man. But then again, Josh Taylor, uh, Ramirez hits hard. He, he he goes forward, and he doesn't stop. He's relentless. So I think that would make an amazing fight in the O2 Arena. Um, I don't know how big. Is the O2 Arena uh, – didn't uh, Anthony Joshua fight there before? Uh, Anthony Joshua's fought there before early in his career. Then he fought at Wembley. Uh, Did he fight? Have, oh, no, I'm sorry. There's, there's been a lot of boxing fights at O2. It's for oh, sure. no, I, I think I'm mistaken. Uh, my question should be more like um, Anthony Joshua fought uh, Klitschko. Was it in the O2 or was it the no. – uh, no, that, that was at Wembley. Wembley. But, 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 ah, but Wembley. Let's we'll stick to this fight. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, so uh, I personally think it would make uh, for a great matchup, man. Um, I – I don't know who would win, bro. This is hard. This is an amazing matchup stylistically, man. I just it's an amazing matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Joe Lopez, 40 ounces. Says this fight needs to happen. Undisputed at 140 pounds. Libras. Absolutely. Let me talk about this. Let me cook on this fight. Okay. 
Jose Ramirez is going to beat Josh Taylor. All right. Well, I want everyone to hear me from here to across Whoa. the pond, <laughs> all the way over there where Anui's at in Japan. Anui heard it. Okay. Man. Everyone's hearing this right now. Jose <laughs> Ramirez. All right. From Cali, by the way. All right. He's going to win this fight if and when it happens. Unfortunately, in boxing, we have to say if and when because we never know for sure. Right. Josh Tater has made some suggestions. He might be moving up in in weight class. He might be going to 147, but hold your horses. Where are you going, Josh Tater? Okay. I'm I'm looking across the forest here and I see some smoke. Right. And Jose Ramirez wants some of that. He's going to go across to your your neck of the woods. Now, he he ain't from London or anything like that, but, but he's in, you know, he's from the UK. And right now, Jose Ramirez wants this fight. And I could tell. And, I, and you know what? I think Josh Taylor wants it too. You know, yeah. these are guys that have fought great competition. I see some of you dudes on Twitter, right, talking about Jose Ramirez. He just reminds me. He's just like another margarito. He's just another. Man, the only thing – Okay, Ramirez and Margarito have in common is that they're Mexican. That's it. Yeah. yeah. They find nothing alike. It's not the same style or anything like that. Okay. All right. But Jose Ramirez is going to win this fight. I don't think he's going to back up Josh Taylor. And Josh Taylor, he's a front foot heavy guy. All right. He, He placed a lot of his weight on his front foot and it makes him effective, but against a guy like. Ramirez was going to back him up, right? Keep him on his back foot. He's going to back this guy against the ropes, man. He's good at cutting off the ring too. He he's going to stay on your chest. Hooker felt that yep. pressure, and then yep. on top of that, pretty decent power. He's going to come in on the inside from mid range with the hooks. It's going to hurt him. Ouch! But I keep hearing about you know these Josh Tater fans right here <laughs> talking about oh Ramirez gets hit easily. Or in box challenge, just reminding you guys. Remember when Josh Taylor looked at the elephant man, right? After that pro grace fight, it's not like he's it's not a like Josh Taters, you know, Pernal Whitaker in defense, right? The guy gets hit. And yeah. he's gonna get hit. And in a fight like that, man, it's, it's gonna come to it's a fight that's gonna come down to who wants it more, man. It's gonna be two bulls in there, and I think Ramirez is gonna take it. I think he wins that fight, Rene. Am I crazy? No, definitely not. And like you said a moment ago, I mean, I, it's, you're, you're, you're right on that. It's two bulls, man. Two two people, I mean, two fighters who have heart. They both have heart. We cannot question their heart, man. And, and like you said a moment ago, I think Tyler does want the fight. Taylor does want it, man. I don't think he's the type to back down from anyone either. They're going to be going at it, man. And it's, yeah, man, it's like you said, who wants it most? I think it's going to boil down to who wants it most, who's going to fight to the end. And uh, it's going to make for an amazing fight. I hope it happens, man. Like you said, it's if. Now it's if it happens. But I really hope it does, man. Absolutely. Look, Jose Ramirez is willing to go over there. But this is what I'll say. Even though I said I I just talked all that shit. Okay. But but let me follow up with this. <laughs> you don't got to go to the little two to fight this guy. Okay. You got two belts. All right. You, you may him. Okay. Come over here. This is where the money's at. 
Okay, f- fight them in Cali or somewhere, San Jose or something like that, or Los Angeles or something, StubHub, or fight them in Vegas, fight them at the Garden over there in New York. But, you know, here in the States, I, I want to see Josh Tater, uh, uh, another American, went all the way over there, progress to fight him. Yep. I, now I want to see Josh Tater cross the pond and fight over here is what I want to see. Right? Yeah, these, these you, British fighters. Where would fighters. you rather see this fight? Repeat again one more time. Where would you rather see this fight? Yeah, you. I mean, you got a point. I, I personally would rather see it anywhere. I would love to see I just want to see them fight, man. But I, I think Brit, these British fighters got to come down here more to fight because it seems like, you know, these American fighters, I'm not saying British fighters don't ever come. I mean, we just have another recent example, Tyson Fury. Uh, he came down, you know, uh, Billy Joe Saunders went to Canada to fight. If I'm not mistaken, it was Canada to fight against Lemieux. I mean, they do come, right? But I would let yeah. I think he should come because we also got, you know, the Western hemispherical fighters going across the pond quite frequently. So I think, I mean, I would want to see the fight anywhere. Honestly, I just want the, I want to see a fight, but um, yeah, it would be cool to watch them here in the Western hemisphere, him come down here and fight. Yeah, man, absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I would like. Not, I mean, of course, like if it's no fight or at the O2, of course, I'm going to say the O2. You yeah, know? of course. I'll, I'll watch it anywhere, but if it's in yeah. the States, you know, uh, Better shot that I can watch. You know what I mean? And you know what? The one thing about one a unification fight at 140, you know what this reminds me of? Right? Yeah. This reminds me of when a Mexican knocked out another dude with the last name Tater. Right? In a unification fight at 140 pounds. Only this time, it ain't going to take all the way to the 12th round. Jose Ramirez stops this dude in nine rounds or under. That's what I think. And by the way, wow. by the way, Garcia, right? One of the best trainers in the game today. He will study Josh Tater. He will have a game plan to fight against Josh Tater. Yep. And I think he's going to have a lot of problems, I think. I want to see that fight. Okay. I, dude, I want to see that fight so bad. I don't even care if Josh Tater wins and I got to eat crow. Okay. I'd rather eat crow than eat nothing. Yeah, right, Boston right. Sometimes he doesn't give a shit. Okay. So exactly. let's, get, let's get that fight on, bro. You got any final thoughts on this fight? Man. Ah, nah, it's just, man, they got to fight, dude. I, I, I'm kind of edging towards Taylor to win this one. But then again, bro, I can't, I cannot bet against Ramirez, man. Ramirez is just a strong fighter, dude. He's, he's strong. Like you said, two bulls going at it. It boils down to, it's going to boil down whoever wants it more, more, man. Who wants it the most? And they're going to be dueling, dueling to the death, man. So ah, I just kind of edge, I edge it a little bit towards Taylor, but man, I, we got to have this fight happen, man. Yeah, so shout out to Jupiter being that super chance. It's kaboom. Look who stepped up in the room. Salute to the Spanish cops in panic. I want Ramirez to stay his uh, ass out of the UK. All right. Chicano Prophet said Robert Garcia has a number uh, premier, a number of premier fighters, 140 to 147. I see a conflict coming sooner or later. Well, not anytime mm. soon. I mean, I know like there's. Uh, I, I know there's uh, Mikey Garcia. He's got Mikey Garcia and stuff like that. But it looks like Mikey's going to be seen at 147 for now. So I don't think he'll have a conflict now. No, yeah. Not now, but um, we will see. Uh, you know, to, can, can you see something happening there, Renee Young, where, um, but, you know, it's it's maybe what if Mikey wants one of those belts and goes to 140? What does Robert Garcia do, you know? You know, it's Mikey – 
You know, it doesn't seem like he has any intentions of of going down to 140 because, uh, you know, he's been saying a lot recently, you know, ever since he, before he even fought Spence that he wants to stay in the welterweight division. If I'm not mistaken, there are talks of him wanting to fight Pacquiao. And, you know, he it seems like uh, Mikey Garcia's focus is just in 147. Um, I personally don't see Mikey Garcia going down to 140, man. Call me crazy, but I, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking – I'm thinking he might retire before he even – I think he's going to retire at 147, man. I don't know why. I don't know why, but, I mean, call me crazy, but I think Mikey Garcia, he's just getting them last paychecks, you know, just riding off into the wind, man. But who knows? But I really don't see him going down to 140. Lots of competition in 140, man. I don't think I don't think he'll – I don't know, man. Lots of competition in 140, man. Absolutely. This is the May 27th edition of Hispanics Causing Panic. Make sure you press the ch- – Jab, throw a jab at the like button, hit the bell button. That way you're notified when Hispanics causing panic comes on live on Wednesday afternoons, 10 p.m. Eastern time. All right. Um, if the chat has any questions, shoot them now. We pretty much went through the rundown here. Next week, uh, we look to do the Mount Rushmore. Although I want to look, I, I need a better name than this Americanized Mount Rushmore name, but you know. <laughs> Las Montañas or something. I don't know. I got to come up with a better, maybe some Aztec type name. I was just going to say Aztec Warriors or something. <laughs> there you go. The, the top four Aztec Warriors, the, the, you know, something like that for sure. Uh, <laughs> Clan. We got to bring that shit back. You know what I mean? But the reality <laughs> is to talk about the four most influential, not, not so much the best, because everybody always talks right. about the best, but the four most influential Mexican fighters We'll be talking about that next week, and hopefully we'll get Chief Funky back on here. And if uh, Renee Boxing wants to come on, he's invited as well. Um, but uh, that, that's something that we want to talk about for sure, man, because there's been a lot of influential. I don't want to throw names out now because that's a show I want to wait on, right? But, but you know, a lot of people don't know about the guys that had a lot of influence in Mexican boxing, you know, and, um, and who are the four? That's tough tough list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I'll, I'll present mine. Chief Bunk can present his. You can present yours if, if, if you're, you're able to make it on, so on and so forth. A uh, shout out to all the Latino channels out there. If you want to be, you know, do co-hosting with me here on the show, you know, shoot me an email at dstyleboxing at gmail.com, all right, to get you on here. Renee Boxing, tell everybody what's going on with your channel, man, and, and all that good stuff. I just been working on it, you know, uh, bit by bit. Um, I'm also trying to not just talk about boxing. I talk a little bit about bare knuckle fighting championship. Also, I know maybe it's not the most popular or attracting sport, uh, but I do. Uh, the reason why I talk about BKFC is because I uh, I try to exalt the boxing elements in that sport, which I like. I love it. You know, there are some great boxers, man, in BKFC. Uh, so I talk a little bit about that. I talk a little bit about uh, lots of topics, not just boxing, but I talk more about boxing more than anything. So I just been working on that, you know, I'm talking about, you know, uh, people who have passed away, prominent people who made changes in the community, positive things. You know, I try to bring a positive light uh, on, on my channel. You know, these recent uh, unfortunate incidences of, uh, you know, African-Americans getting killed, you know, recently over in the States, which hurts my heart because, you know, uh, I have, you know, friends who are African-American, man, childhood friends. It hurts me, man. So to see these kind of things, I talk about those issues. I talk a little bit about everything, but uh, mostly about boxing, man. So, you know, I've just been working on that on my channel late, uh, recently. 
Absolutely. And we also want to welcome everyone from the Leave It in the Ring Network that will be listening to this uh, for sure, man. A shout out again, once again, RIP to Johnny Tapia. This is the uh, eighth year now, the anniversary of his passing, man. But uh, shout out to him out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. All right. A quick question. We have a question from the chat. At a hun- Jupiter B wants to know who wins at 140. Jose Ramirez. Wow. Or Mikey Garcia. Who gets to keep the trainer? Because he can't train both. All right. Ah. So, so who does Robbie Garcia stick to? He's going to stick to his brother. So I think the fact that Robbie Garcia will be in the corner of Mikey and he knows Ramirez by now, man, he'll have a game plan to beat him. I, I would favor Mikey in that fight. Who do you favor? Ah, man, these are tough questions, bro. Tough ones, you know, a lot, so many potential wonderful fights and tough, tough answers. Um, ah, Garcia has a chin, man. Remember the fight against he had uh, in the welterweight division, also his most recent fight against uh, Jesse Vargas. You can see Garcia can take punches to the face, constant ones. But Ramirez, man, he's a bull. Like you said a moment ago, man, he's a bull. Ah, I would go for Ramirez, man. I got to go for Ramirez. I got to go for Ramirez. I would go for Ramirez on that one, man. Man, they should probably make that fight too. Right? <laughs> now, yeah. another guy that Robert Garcia has, man, is Virgil Ortiz. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on Virgil Ortiz? I think this guy was my prospect of the year last year. I think he's ready, man. What he did to Orozco just destroyed him, and Herrera destroyed him. You just don't beat guys like that, like that. You know what I mean? And he is, and he's destroying them. He's destroying everything in his path. Is y'all high? Yeah. Or is he the truth here? Ah, man, I, I definitely wouldn't say he's hype. No way. Uh, he definitely has skills. He is being uh, brought up, I guess, in a, in a way where, you know, strategically, I guess we can say, just like all promoters do. You know, I mentioned this in another video I made a while ago, uh, more recently, um, how Oscar De La Hoya, right? Um, you know, he, he was in the pros. We already know that legendary Oscar De La Hoya. Um, he knows how the business works. He knows how to bring up fighters, just like we see with uh, Canelo, obviously. And he's a superstar, I guess, now in boxing. Uh, but he's bring- the reason why I say is because he's bringing up uh, Ortiz in that way. I don't think that Oscar wants to put Ortiz with the, you know, top heavy, uh, sorry, welterweights right now. Uh, I mean, just put it into perspective. What, what do you think? How do you think? Just let's put it in this way. How do you think Virgil Ortiz would do against Sean Porter? I think that would be a real challenge for Ortiz. Uh, Porter is a dog in that ring, man. I mean, a lot of people controversially say that Porter is a sloppy fighter. Errol Spence called him a, a swimmer, like he swims. You know, he boxes like yeah. he's swimming. Um, I think Ortiz would have a really tough time against Porter. So right now, I don't think just yet. He's ready for the top welterweights. Uh, a lot of talk has been happening, you know, past few months about um, Ortiz fighting against uh, Ennis, Jerome Ennis. I think that would be a perfect matchup for Ortiz right now. Um, but as far as top top welterweights, I'm not sure just yet. But Ortiz is an amazing prospect, as you said a moment ago, bro. He, I think Ennis would be a, a wonderful step up. Depending on how he would do against Ennis, I think would be the next step in going to these higher welterweight uh, fighters. You know, I, I agree, man. In, in this sort, if we get that fight soon, that would be amazing. I would love amazing that. Amazing fight, man. Amazing. But, you, you know, we talked about it earlier with Devin Haney and Teofimo Lopez, and those guys are already, like, more established. You know, 
you know, Devin Haney yeah. won the uh, WBC belt, and then you know, Teofimo won the I, I believe it was it the IBF against Comey. I forget which which of the alphabet yeah. soup ones it was, but right, right, right. Uh, but but if these guys fight each other, Ortiz and, and bro, yeah. are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. That's an amazing fight. But and they don't even have belts, man. They don't even have belts. But let me tell you something. You know they're gonna marinate the shit out of that fight. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to put these guys in the ring, you know. In in the old days, they would have these guys fighting for the NABF and some. You know what I mean? To see, right, to see right. which one of those two guys are going to move on for a title shot. In the old days, now, mm-hmm. now you know we have so many belts now. You know, yep. uh, you know we got regular belts that they could win. You know, so. Regular, uh, but I'll tell you yeah. what, though. Let me ask you this. Right now, May twenty seventh, you put. Virgil Ortiz in the ring with Keith Thurman. Who wins that uh, fight right now? I, why did that? I was going to mention that name a moment ago. I, I was thinking it's going to be brought out. It's going to be brought I, out. I, I, Professor X, bro. I could read those minds. You know what I mean? I know. I was just going to mention Thurman, man, about this whole Ortiz stuff. Oh, man. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, with the lack of with the lack of uh, activeness that Thurman has had and the lack of fire, passion, Get back year doesn't happen. Get back year doesn't happen. Get back year doesn't happen. Got married. Got a little bit overweight. Came back to fight Pacquiao just for a paycheck. Now he disappeared again. Every time you hear of him, now it's it's training. He got injured. Got to wait another half half a year. I mean, and considering that, uh, and Ortiz being active, amazingly sharp in the ring. Ooh, that would be an amazing fight also. Amazing fights. I think I would incline towards uh, Ortiz, man. Uh, maybe it might sound controversial. I think I would incline towards Ortiz because Thurman is getting up there in age. Uh, I just don't think he can – you know, I think his glory days are over, man. I, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, dis- I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in, in uh, Thurman. I loved him so much before, man, but now I, I just don't think he has it in him anymore, man. I, I, I think I would go for Ortiz. Absolutely. Make sure you guys give me the 30. We're at 28 likes. Give me the 30 likes. Press the damn like button. All right? Like, like, likes. Okay, just press that shit. And then make sure you hit the subscribe and the bell button so you're notified when Hispanic Cosmic Panic comes on live. Right? Renee Box Young, I want to I wanna thank you for coming on live here on Hispanics Causing Panic. Uh, you know, um, you're being listened to right now live and on archive and on the leave it in the ring network. Give us, give us some final thoughts, bro. I just appreciate the invite, man. It's awesome. I didn't really know there were much Hispanic channels out there, man. Interesting that there are, uh, I heard about you, obviously, uh, leave it in the ring, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Funk, right. G funk salute to you, brother. Um, I didn't know there were really much, uh, uh latin channels out there it's awesome to, to, to know there's a community out there i thank you guys so much everybody for listening thank you again d style for the invite uh it's it's just a it's just a ball man i have a ball an hour almost and a half went by and you don't even feel it talking about boxing man thank you guys so much salute from the south and i hope to do more of this with all with you guys all man and when he says the south he means like the real south yeah this is the real you know what i mean he ain't talking about like like over there you know what i mean <laughs> in mississippi you know this dude's talking about the <laughs> south, bro. this is mexico like, baby the, the the other side like, this dude's really causing panic trump's trying to build a wall <laughs> to keep this dude out like, you know what i mean <laughs> but, but in all seriousness man 
Great having you on, man. Uh, with that said, you know, you guys know what's where it's at, man. I've been talking to Ashy off the line. Hopefully we could bring back a punch's chance. The one thing keeping me from bringing all the shows back is the fact that there's not a lot of boxing right now, obviously. You know, the, the, the most action we're getting are Twitter beefs, you know. but uh, And also make sure you guys check out the Featherweight Fantasy Tournament on Archive. Great stuff. Check at least the final out. Press the like button. Great stuff with Kurt Sugar and with Stormy B-Man. Battle Rifles came on as well. Uh, Salvador Sanchez won the whole thing. However, just the rest of the matchups were great to kind of talk about. It's fantasy, of course, but, man, was there a lot of knowledge on those videos, right? And you're right, Boxing Dialogue, Virgil, Mikey, Jose, that alone is a hell of a gym. Absolutely. Hopefully next week we'll talk about Burchelt versus Oscar Valdez, a fight that I'm really looking forward to. Without a shadow of doubt, this is the style boxing. All right? Keep it boxing. I'm out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.